Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Number to call, started the show talking about the Yankees while you were sleeping. Talking about the Yankees and just an embarrassing lineup that they trot out there. And look, I get it. Judge is hurt, Bader's hurt, but it doesn't mean John Carl Stanton can't be in that lineup. What is Aaron Boone doing? And then, of course, to no surprise, the Yankees go out there and don't score nearly enough runs. But even with that, they still, and the Yankees, by the way, another series loss here. They've now lost two straight series to the White Sox and the Red Sox at home, no less, coming off of that thrilling, you know, two out of three in L.A. and good road trip overall in Seattle and L.A. The Yankees now, where a week ago we were talking about how they closed the gap in such a short period of time on the Rays, now they've gone backwards. And they're only a game in front of the Blue Jays for fourth place again, and they're nine and a half games back of the Rays, which is exactly what we were looking at on that Friday night going into the trop, May 5th, where we thought the Yankees turned their season around. Well, they're going backwards now. And look, you can't overcome losing a guy like Aaron Judge. There is no replacement for him. However, if he's going to be out, why can't John Carl Stanton play? He's going to pinch hit, that's it? Not to mention Glaber Torres, who again with a mental error. Look, Glaber Torres, you know, he's just playing, and Boone says he plays the game with ease. But he's got to be, got to be better in that situation, or you know, got to be uh, more aware, more careful was the word I think Boone used. Got to be more careful. Yeah, that's one way to use it. More careful. How about you just play the game hard? How about you stay in the game mentally? Get your head in the game. And Glaber Torres, to me, just a losing player. And he actually have some decisions to make here. Aside from Judge, because there's nothing you can do about it. He's hurt, right? Aside from Judge, Peraza is tearing it up in AAA. Time they bring him up here. Volpe is struggling. He's down to 186 right now. They're getting ready. You could sense this. Getting ready to potentially make a move here with Peraza coming up. And they're not going to put him at third with Donaldson being here. So Peraza is going to be the shortstop, and potentially they move Volpe to second or have Volpe. I mean, look, I don't know if they're going to send him down or what, but something's got to give. You can't keep rolling him out there, hitting 186. You're not doing him any good. Volpe's been a problem. 
a brutal loss for the Yankees, losing two out of three like that. And he can't score one run in the extra innings. The guy's placed at second base for you. Nobody out. Can't score one run time that game. They wasted a good Clark Schmidt effort. Bullpen wasn't awful, but Michael King didn't have his best stuff. You know, the Yankees have a lot of good arms, and they use them. But there's not the, you know, even Michael King, who I thought was their best guy, and still might be their best guy, even he gets, you know, gives it up on occasion. Again, didn't get helped out by the defense, but still King was not great himself. Anyway, Yankees lose a tough one of the Red Sox. And set the stage, you know, of course, the, the Mets after the closed-door meeting, on, I guess, maybe Friday night, they had the closed-door meeting prior to Saturday's game, whatever the exact meeting was, and they went out there and actually won a game on Saturday. Yay! Wow! Look at us. We could do it. Good job, Mets. And then they give one right back and lose another series. Shocking, right? I know the Mets losing series. Matter of fact, they, they don't they don't win series anymore. I mean, that it's, it's just it's a rarity for, to have this team. You could count maybe on one hand the amount of series this team has won this year. Anyway, so they lose again yesterday, setting up a much-needed off day. Not for the Mets or for the Yankees, but for us from New York baseball. I can't take it anymore. These two teams stink. Ahead of the Subway Series. Both teams have been losing. Both teams, where are the Mets now? Are they in fourth place still? I mean, both teams nowhere near first place in their division. You know, the Mets are in Mets are in fourth place, four games under five hundred. Yankees are in third place, even though they're eleven games over five hundred. Excuse me, nine games over. I, mean, I did the math wrong there. Yankees are nine games over five hundred, and both teams nine and a half games out of first place. That's the only thing. I mean, look at that. Both teams nine and a half games out of first heading into the Subway Series. No Judge, no Alonzo. So much for the excitement of the Subway Series. This coming off of last year where it was very exciting. Anyway, we started the show talking about that. We got into some Saquon Barkley stuff. As Saquon Barkley is saying he is not going to show up to mandatory minicamp. Giants have until July 17th, I think, is that deadline where they have to work something out with Saquon Barkley before the franchise tag, I guess, becomes permanent for this season. Barkley said he will not play under that franchise tag, so we'll see. Is he going to hold out the whole season? He seems upset and also misunderstood, um, saying that you know he's more mad at the Giants for leaking his side of it, I guess, where it's being, it's not accurate. So Barkley didn't seem like a happy camper. And look, he's been a face of the franchise. Whenever he's on the field, he's been an impact player. He's done everything that's been asked of him. Obviously, injuries have been an issue for him. But whenever he's healthy, he's been productive. Giants clearly like him. They just don't value the running back position, nor should they, as much as Saquon thinks it should be valued. And Saquon, for himself, says, I don't want to be the highest paid guy. I just want to be, I want what's fair, which is understood. If I'm with Saquon here. The problem is I'm with the team as far as running backs go. So it's a weird spot. But if a player doesn't feel like he's being paid properly and thinks he's undervalued, then hold out. Now, that's a risk you got to run, but I'm with Saquon here. Louie is calling from Somerset, New Jersey. What's up, Louie? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Louie? I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. It's been a minute since I spoke to you. Good to have you back on the phone. Yeah. Hey, Sal, so real quick, a couple of points, if you allow me. First of all, I hate, hate name-dropping, but 
I just hung out with um with someone so cool this 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 past Saturday at a camp. Um, Jonathan Vilma. Um, and and the topic of Saquon came up. You know, we were talking about it, and I agree with you. And the thing is this. You and I are two people who we're fans, but we're we're like we're fans, but we also are fans of the sport, so we understand both sides of both sides of, of the coin, right? So with with Saquon, it's a position like Saquon. This is his last contract. He's never going to get another contract. This is his last. This is going to be his final contract. Um, I don't see him getting another long term contract. You know the running back position. I mean, Dalvin Cook just got cut. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's not a position that you, you're going to live a long life. Um, so I'm with him trying to maximize what he gets. I just hope it doesn't backfire for him and then he ends up having to settle if he still wants to play football. And then it's not with New York. He'll be with another team. Well, what um, do you think? But what do you think is going to be the result? Because we've seen this before. Unfortunately, Saquon thinks he has the power, but because yeah. of the BS structure of the NFL salary cap and its rules, he doesn't. He does not at all. So what's going to end up happening is that I don't think I, – I don't see the Giants caving in, and they would, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be a wise business move to, to cave in and give him what he wants, even though he doesn't want to be the highest paid running back but it's still going to be significant and a, a significant number that you don't have to spend at that position because the biggest mistake that the Giants did was not trading that pick when they picked up Saquon. And, and Correct. Because they, weren't, they, they, were, they were not at the point. I, I can understand if they were that running back away from getting back to that Super Bowl, but they weren't. They, were still, they weren't even rebuilding. They, were, they needed know, a quarterback. They needed a quarterback, and, and if they if they didn't want one of those, and thank you for the call, Louie, good to hear from you. You get back to us. If they didn't want one of the quarterbacks there, then trade down. You're right, trade down and build a, in the trenches. It was a terrible pick, not because Barkley's not a great player or a great human being. I love Saquon Barkley. Love everything about him. I hope he's here for a long time. I hope they figure this out because I don't want this. I'm actually very excited for this football season. Maybe now more so than ever with the two baseball teams looking dreadful recently. I actually made a decision with the Sunday ticket because you know you had, uh, it's on YouTube now this year and you got like a uh, $100 discount or something if you signed up before June 6th. So all this time, you know, leading up to that for the month or whatever, the two months since it was announced, I'm like, all right, well, I got to just make sure I order it before June 6th. Get the Sunday ticket, have all the games accessible like I always do. I, I've done it through DirecTV for years. Now it's through YouTube. All right, I'll sign up and get the $100 off. And then I just realized, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. I love NFL Sundays, and it is a an event. It's also grueling when you're watching you know, four or five games, whatever it wants. But I want to go old school. And just focus on two teams. That's it. Jets and Giants. They're good enough now, or at least big enough stories now, you know, who knows how it's going to play out with these teams, where I don't need to watch out-of-town games. There will be plenty of out-of-town games on as well. Game of the week, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. You can watch plenty of out-of-town football. 
I don't need to, at 1 o'clock, be watching eight games or 4 o'clock, be watching three games. I want to focus on the Jets and the Giants. And now, look, if I need to, I could get red zone, which I'm not a fan of necessarily, but at least keep you in the loop. But I'm excited to lock in on the Jets and Giants. Both. Remember, last year this was not going to be the case. We were curious about the Jets and the Giants. We were expecting a you know year one rebuild. Last year at this point, we were looking saying, hey, can they move on from Daniel Jones? And now it's, oh my God, Daniel Jones. Yay. So I think it's exciting with these two teams. I don't want it to become, for the Giants at least, about Saquon Barkley and him holding out. Get a deal done. Make him happy. Throw him a bonus, whatever. You were the franchise that picked him number two overall. Mickey the Gravedigger. Mickey. Yo, yo, hold on, hold on. Let me turn this thing off. Hold on. No, no, turn my yep. headphones up. No, what's up? What's up? No, it was me. I had to turn the machine off. No, no, turn my headphones up. Uh, that's all right. You, I didn't know if you, you you couldn't hear it in the background. Oh, all right. What are you? Are you grave digging right now? Yeah. Oh, what's going on, Mickey? How are you, man? Not not man, not much, man. Doing good. I'm tired, bro. Can't wait to get Up out all of night? here. Uh, yeah, I got the uh, I got the you know the uh, the, the morning the graveyard shift. No, the, yeah, but I got the uh, the you know when the sun rises. What's that mean? Uh, you know, I have to bury the you know the people first thing in the morning. Do you know you always religion. do that, or this is just a special day? No, the religion. Remember the Jewish people? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, right, right, right. You told me about that, yes. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, I just, I wish I could dig the Yankees in the grave today. You know? Um, now, wait, what time, now, so what time do you get out of there? Like, is there a set time, or just when you're done digging and everybody's buried? Uh, no, I will be out of here. Uh, I'll be out of here by 6 in the morning. Okay. That's when the next shift comes in. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, all right. So, and then they can continue the grave. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, so they, I had a choice of working today or last night. So I went home after work yesterday and then I slept and then I went back in. And then uh, later on, probably like around, uh, uh, then I worked like 9.30 to 6. All right. Yeah. It's a long day. All right. So about your Yankees, you want to dig yeah. them a grave? Yeah, I do. Because how disgusting is that? And first of all, is there even a Yankee Boston robbery anymore? I mean, is that even in there? There's a doesn't feel like out it. There. I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that it's just gone, and I don't know if it's the atmosphere or what it is. If it's the players being too buddy, you know, whatever. But like, I mean, there should be that used to be hate. That used to be when when Boston used to come in town. I mean, that was like we are not losing. This is our stadium. That that it was almost like every time like they came in, it was. You know, like playing the World Series that you like we had to win. When we went up there, we had to win. That's all it was to it. And it was like where well, it's not it's not the get? premier rivalry anymore for I mean, we're talking about the premier rivalry in the sport, or at least one of, but forget about that. It's not even the top rivalry for the Yankees in the AL East. I mean, you look at Tampa right now, Toronto, there's more bad blood there. With the Red Sox is kinda eh it's been played out. I think it's been played out for a while, but specifically this year it just feels I feel nothing with it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And you know, like and and, and I'm sorry, but you know what? Like I'm not I'm a big Al Judge fan, man. What all these guys back in the day used to play like this, hurt, whatever. Like this guy really can't wrap up. It totally like he really can't wrap up that toe like really hard. 
put a nice little, you have some guy, just some nice little bending plastic in there and all that stuff. And then play. And how about that guy, that punk, wussy, punk, um, Stanton? You know what? Why don't you get on the damn field? You haven't played in things. And now you want us to come back and want to DH? Like, you're yeah, a joke. A, you're a joke. I mean, come team. on, dude. I, I don't understand that one. Uh, I'm with you, Mickey. I don't, the, the Yankees have off days. They they don't play today. They're off Thursday. They got a two game series with the Mets. John Carl Stanton needs three. What does he need? Three days off this week. Thank you for the call, please. You get that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, Mickey. I feel the frustration. You've been off for months. What the bleep is your problem? Get in the lineup. You just got to say bleep. You can't say the actual word. Think about it. The guy doesn't play. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. The rare times that he's actually able to put on a uniform, it's the least he could do is get in the batter's box. It's the actual least he could do. Not pinch hit. I'm saying DH. You don't have to play. You have to DH. He hasn't played in years. Whether he's DHing, whether he's hurt, I mean, come on, it's comical. Think about this. It shows you all that's wrong with the Yankees. Their MO. They're more concerned about giving him rest. For what? You've already tried this and he still gets hurt. Is he able to swing the bat? Is he able to walk? Can he stand on two feet? Get him in the lineup. Oh, no, he already played two out of three games in, in this series. No, we don't need him. What? Get him in there. Useless. I'm telling you, I've said this I said this before to start the year or during the year. Stanton's part of the problem. You may not see it. You may not think it because you get caught up in a postseason run that he went on. Or you get caught up in the exit philosophy, uh, velocity when he hits a big home run. And it is... Jaw-dropping. It is. Wow. He mashed that ball. The reality is, John Carl Stanton is everything that's wrong with this team. A high-priced player that they, was a luxury at the time. They didn't need him. They went out there and get him. It prevents them from getting other pieces that could have fit this team better. And he's always hurt. And even when he's healthy, they got him resting. Can you imagine that? I mean, say what you will about the Mets. At least Lindor and Alonzo play every day when they're healthy. I mean, even Lindor's playing banged up. Guy slammed his thumb in a door last year. He's playing 161 games. Did he play all 162 fleets or did he miss one? I thought he maybe played them all. Yeah, I thought he missed one, which is why I said 161. But oh, anyway, didn't he, he miss that point. game with the finger? That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he jammed yeah, the LA, door. so probably 161. He missed one game. I mean, think about that. Alonzo definitely came back after two games when he got hit on the wrist last year. Right, Alonzo got hit early on. I mean, but the point is, and I'm not saying trying to say that they're better or making comparisons with the Yankees. I'm just saying these are two guys who, luckily for Buck and the Mets, that they can pencil in every day to the lineup. Imagine them being healthy. And Alonzo played 160 games last year. Played 160 games. Imagine them being healthy. And just not, I mean, Lindor, we want him out of the lineup. Give him a rest, Buck, please. Lindor, take a seat, please. We've seen enough of you. And he won't sit. He refuses. 
Lindor played 161 games last year. 161. What is Stanton's problem? He's actually healthy now. He's there. I don't care if you're nursing him back. He's got a DH. You know, and these guys, Lindor's playing 161 games as a shortstop. As a shortstop. I mean, John Carlos Stanton is an embarrassment. Get on the field. Guy couldn't play 100. I mean, he, plays, he barely plays 140 games since he's been a Yankee. He's had one year. We talk about Lindor and Alonzo in comparison. Stanton, his first year with the Yankees, he played 158 games. Now, how many of them DH? Obviously, the majority of them, but still. 158 games. Since then, add them up. I don't know if you got 162 in the bunch. 2021, he played 139. 2022, last year, he played 110. Guy can't be in the lineup for this game. Dave is calling from Queens. Dave, what's on your mind? How you doing? My bleeping Mets suck. Um, <laughs> uh, that works. Uh, I was going to say, if not Alonzo is out, who's their power hitter? Oh, uh, the Mets is Alvarez. Play. That's it. I mean, I mean, the, the kid, you're relying on a rookie. Well, I mean, which is cool because he's learning. He's going to be out. He's our future catcher and all. And again, Max and uh, Verlander. They're at the point of their career where it's going to be 50-50 every time they come out. You know, they can even pitch brilliantly and uh, look great, and everybody's going to be like, oh, they're back to themselves, and then they get bombed. And that's the way it's going to be because of their age and father time and gravity. You know, that's it. We're not getting premium uh, Scherzer or Max. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. And we're relying on these two, and then, you know, and then the younger guys, McGill and – Peterson, I mean, forget it. I mean, they're embarrassments now at this point. I mean, you, like you said, you give them an opportunity, and this is what you do with the opportunity when they say, okay, show us what you got. We need you. And all you can do is get banged up and smacked around. I mean, the, the this- Mets have had, the Mets have had almost everything as far as that rotation goes, go oh, against them. Yeah, yeah. O- almost, almost everything. Like you, if you were to pick out worst case scenarios, it is almost to a T everything. Verlander missing a month and then he comes back and he's inconsistent. Scherzer have been inconsistent up and down all year long. Quintana nowhere to be found. Kodai Singh is still getting acclimated. He is inconsistent. McGill bust. Uh, David Peterson absolute bust. Actually, Carrasco started out rough, then had to get cleaned up a little bit, you know, uh, with the injury, and he actually hasn't been bad since he's come back. At least he's somewhat. Really Reliable for a fifth starter. He's going to compete. I mean, outside of that, it's been everything, Dave, has gone, uh, and thank you for the call, has gone against them. Not to mention Diaz. You know, and there is a, a, a ripple effect to it. Steve Cohen said this when he talked to Joel Sherman in the Post, an article we've been referencing all morning. But there's a lot of truth to it. We didn't need Steve Cohen to tell us. We knew this, but he just confirms that at least the organization is aware of it. A lot of their problems are stemming from that starting rotation where you look at the bullpen where it's been over it's been abused forget about overuse it's been abused this year and because this team was built they actually were built with the year going into the year with a, with a deep bullpen they were built going into the year with a deep bullpen and a starting rotation that was expected to give you six innings minimum per start. Minimum. Then they lose Edwin Diaz, the first major blow. 
And then the starting pitch, you know, they lose Verlander, obviously. The starting pitching, even with the guys that have been healthy, they haven't gotten the job done. Too many times we've seen three, four-inning starts as opposed to six, seven-inning starts. And the record speaks for itself. I think the Mets, when they get a starter to go six innings or more, are now 17-1. and They were 16-0, and something like that. Then they lost uh, one of the games to the Blue Jays. I think that was the Verlander start that Friday night. But the Mets are, I'm pretty sure, still 17-1 and when they have a starter go six innings or more. I mean, that's telling. And Verlander and Scherzer should be embarrassed at themselves what happened against the Braves. But this team is built on that starting rotation. They go six, they go seven, then you don't have to use that much of the bullpen. Especially now without Edwin Diaz. But imagine if Diaz was there. Diaz, Robertson, Rayleigh, and then you have Drew Smith and Adovino as the lesser guys in there. But things didn't go according to plan. And there's really no fix for it. Firing Buck Showalter, first of all, is stupid. Second, it's not going to do anything. There's no fix. You know what the fix is? Wait till next year. That's the fix. They can try, and I bet you they will. Look, once teams start being open to trades, as we get closer to the trade deadline next month, once we see what type of, you know, or, or when the Mets see what type of options will be out there, they'll upgrade the bullpen or they'll bring in, bring in fresh arms, probably two of them at least, I would think. And maybe they get a starter because now they need one. But you would think the last thing the Mets would need this year would be a starter. Maybe they use whatever resources they're okay spending on a starter and on bullpen and bring up Mauricio at some point and have that be a bat. And just rely on these guys offensively to get it going. I, there is no answer, which is why I don't think they're going to win anything. It's just not that good, unfortunately. And with the Yankees, they could at least rely on getting healthy here. But, geez, I mean, is it too much to ask John Carl Stan to actually play? Or, excuse me, doesn't have to play. DH? Eight, and if you're Stanton, dude, fight to stay in the lineup. Or get in the lineup. How come the Mets basically got to beg Lindor and Alonso to take a day off and they won't even do it? And with Stan, it's like if Boone goes to John Carl Stan and says, look, we're going to keep you. Hey, G, Big G, we're going to keep you out today. A little maintenance day. Get that body some rest. I know you're out for three months and you've only been back. You play like, what, six games? You've only been back for two weeks. You play, what, six games? I, I mean, let's get that. And you get an off day tomorrow and an off day Thursday again. Let's get that body some rest tonight. And if you're staying, I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, what? I'm off tomorrow, Skip. Get me in there today. Look at this lineup. You need me. Stan's probably just like, yeah, okay, cool. Sounds good. I mean, I'm assuming here because here's what I know. He's not in the lineup. That's the fact. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. It starts with one. I don't know why. Stella got it back on the fan. 877 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Taking your calls until then. Yankees have been the top story. Of course, the Mets continuing to lose. That has been a story as well. Yanks, Mets, we talked a little Saquon Barkley along the way where Barkley now this could become an issue here for the Giants. You don't want it to be about that. But you had an idea once they slapped that franchise tag on him that it could be. And now Barkley doesn't seem happy at all. He said he will not report to mandatory minicamp. And, you know, Giants have a, a deadline of July 17th to get a deal worked out uh, and maybe get him off that franchise tag because he does not want to play on it and says he won't. Well, we'll see. 877-337-6666. Yanks losing a series to the Red Sox. John and Maspeth. What's up, John? How's it going, Sal? Good, John. How are this, you? I'm uh, doing good. This uh, Yankees team, without judging the lineup, is pathetic. The Detroit Tigers average three and a half runs a game, and they scored the fewest runs in baseball. This Yankees lineup, without judge, averages 3.4 runs a game when the Tigers are averaging 3.5. This Yankees lineup is therefore the worst offense in baseball when Judge is not in the lineup. It's pathetic. It needs to stop. Cash needs to do something. I mean, they can bring up Peraza. but... I, I do think they have to – well, it's not just without Judge. I mean, and last night they're playing without Judge, Bader, and Stanton. I mean, that's three of their guys. That should be their outfield, as a matter of fact. But that's three of their main guys in there. So it's not just Judge, but I, know, I understand what you're saying. Look, Peraza has been tearing it up in AAA. Volpe obviously is struggling up here, now down yeah. at a buck 86. They're going to have to – I don't understand why they wouldn't want to bring up Peraza at this point. I mean, what are they doing? Oswaldo but, Cabrera for what? Send him down at the well, very look- least. But but look at Houston though. When they lost Altuve, they didn't miss a beat. When the Braves won the World Series, they did it without Acuna. Uh, Why can't the Yankees do something without Judge? We're just sitting there, just swinging at everything, looking like idiots up there. Well, I mean, look at the names in that lineup, though. I mean, Willie Cal- is no no disrespect, but Willie Calhoun, <laughs> Jake Bowers, <laughs> Billy McKinney. I mean, Oswaldo Cabrera. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. This is the New York Yankees, for goodness sake. And thank you for the call, John. They should not be. I get that what Judge does. There's no team that could overcome losing Aaron Judge. You just don't replace that production in that lineup. However, the Yankees should be able to handle it here. 
but Stan should be in there. You got to replace one of those guys, Calhoun or Bowers or McKinney. One of those guys got to be replaced with John Carl Stan. Can't have all three of them in there. I, it just doesn't make any sense what Boone is doing or Cashman or whoever's filling out that lineup. Peraza's got to be up here as well, especially now. You know, Yankees have, they've, you know, we, we focus on the Mets and their underperformers. And a lot of the excuse for the Yankees has been their injuries. However, they have also had a lot of underperformers. Glaber Torres, as we said, just a losing player. I mean, offensively, you may be like, oh, yeah, he's hit the ball hard a couple times, got some homers this year. Torres is, to me, he he's not giving you anything. He's not doing anything to make you win games. Glaber Torres, for me, has to be one of the – if I'm the Yankees, if I'm Brian Cashman, at the end of this year, if not in season, I'm getting rid of both John Carl Stanton and Glaber Torres. I would make Volpe the second baseman as soon as possible and bring up Peraza and make him the shortstop. That's what they were supposed to do anyway. That should be the plan. Peraza's got to be their shortstop. I like Volpe a lot. I'd make him the second baseman. You know, how about DJ LeMayu struggling mightily? Oswaldo Cabrera. You know, it's, it's Volpe, forget the injuries, underperformance. Volpe, Oswaldo Cabrera, DJ LeMayu, probably the three biggest culprits in that lineup as far as underperforming. Obviously, you want to factor in injuries. Then you throw in, you know, John Carl Stanton not playing, Judge being banged up and not there, Bader again. But the biggest, because at least with Torres, like you kind of expect what he is at this point. Same thing with Rizzo. Rizzo was over, he was outperforming the expectations, hitting over 300. Now he's kind of leveled out a little bit. And he's got to get going here, especially now without Judge. But he's kind of done as expected. Donaldson, same thing. I mean, yeah, he's hurt, but even when he comes back, yeah, what'd you expect from him? They maybe expected more, but what'd you expect from him? LeMayhew, Oswaldo, and Volpe. All three of those guys have been disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, someone who knows all too well about it, Hector is in Washington Heights. Hector, how about those Mets? How about those Mets? They make me sick. That's what's about those Mets. But before we get into the Mets, I just want to um, do some self-preservation here. Hey, Stuart, my buddy, I don't know what Sal was doing a few weeks ago. I, I Like I said then, I'll say it now. Me and our mutual friend are just friends. I don't want to wake up that piece. <laughs> you like don't my want the wrath of Stuart. You don't Absolutely want that coming after you. <laughs> Absolutely not. After what I just listened to a little while ago. Oh my goodness. I am not even sure I <laughs> I'm not even sure I want to go to another game with Stuart. Yeah, he frightened me. I know he scared us all, I think. <laughs> not until we clear this this thing up. But anyways. Um man, Sal. Oh jeez. Listen, I was almost fortunate, right, in that yesterday I had slept maybe two and a half hours. I went out there and played some baseball. I came home, I was tired, I took a shower, I had some lunch, and I fell asleep in about the second inning. And that was probably the best thing that I did. But unfortunately for me, I don't sleep much. So I was up again about end of the seventh, eighth inning or something like that. You know, I got up. Your sleeping pattern is is just all over the place. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But But why? You, you You can make your own hours, can't you? Yes. Absolutely. So so why don't you sleep a somewhat normal schedule? 
because I try to find the good hours to work, and that sometimes complicates things with life. I you understand what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wake up, and I get to watch, you know, just about the end of the game. And the disappointment is there as if I watched the whole game because it's a one-run game, and, you know, I'm not someone who's looking for home runs, but that's what we need right here. And when I watch the game end with Francisco Lindor, who right now I'm, I'm imploring him to put this team on his back and carry him. I don't know if that's fair. I think it is. You're supposed to be one of the main cogs on this team. The main cog is now out. So let's do something. And you have a chance in that last at-bat, and you watch that third strike, and listen, it was a ball, but it wasn't a ball because it was called a strike. And like he himself said, he had pitches in that at-bat to hit, and he didn't do it. And that's what drives me crazy about this team is that no one seems to be able to step up. They're all in their heads right now. And I agree. You know, I finally read the Cohen article. Um, I wasn't one out here, you know, going crazy about having to hear from Cohen because I knew what he was going to say. He said exactly what I expected him to say. Um, you know, I wasn't, I'm not out here asking for guys to be fired because I don't think it makes sense. You know, you and I, we were pro-Buck. I still trust Buck. Does Buck drive me crazy sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the decisions that he's made, the, the whole handling of he the is not had, Buck has not had a good year. I, You know I love Buck. And I Look, the idea, if anybody says that they should fire Buck Showalter, they're an absolute idiot. I mean, beyond idiotic to think that firing Buck Showalter would make a big difference or, or do anything to, to benefit this team. It's it's so stupid. Even Epler. And I'm not saying Epler's done a nice job. And he's got a lot to prove. But come on, if firing those guys, it just doesn't make any sense. You're doing it just because you're angry. Like Cohen said, it's not logical. It's, it's not a, a a good practice to, to get up and doing that. But Buck Showalter's not had a good year. Absolutely not. You don't know how many heated conversations I, I've gotten into for saying almost what you just said right now. How idiotic can you be? By suggesting to fire this man, um, if, if any other two that I trust is, um, you know, Buck, because I, I really don't trust Epler, and, and I'm worried. So I am worried about what this guy can do here, leading up to the trade deadline, and and, and even going forward. And you know, the reason why we have him is Otani, which I'm not sure is the right move for this team. To be totally, totally honest, it's a reason. You think that's the reason we have Epler? You're saying, or the Mets have Epler? I mean, that that, that seems to be the, the the popular opinion. I mean. Let, let, you know, it, it is what it is, though. Or at least why why people want him sticking around. That I don't believe that that's the case. I, I think that those are people who are not understanding. The, I'm not saying it's not um, a positive that he had a relationship with Otani and he helped bring Otani to really the Angels. Otani, do, you, do you really think Otani went to the Angels because of Billy Epler? No, that's, that's what I'm a- saying. Oh, although there there is some there is um you should read some stories on that where he was a big part of getting the job done or helping to get it done. But no, ultimately I don't think you know I don't think Billy Epler uh, is going to be a deciding factor where Shohei Otani decides to play next year. But and the thing is, if if this team goes out there and gets Otani, not like you're really really going like all in and I know like this team is in such a precarious situation right now because in a way we have almost all our spots are filled up except for the pitching rotation where yeah you know two three years Verlander and Scherz will be gone and you're hoping that you have some young guys to come in but it's like I was telling Fleegs also this team needs to find a move equivalent to like the first person I could think of is CeCe Sabathia how the Yankees got CeCe Sabathia who was still a very good pitcher right in the middle of his career who come in and anchor this rotation and help lead this team 
while guys hopefully step up. But if we're really no, talking I mean, I, about, I, I I think they need one of those leaders in the clubhouse, a guy like well, Sabathia. That, yeah, that too, like the clubhouse. But I wouldn't like that from a position player, though, Sal. Like That's I don't think you could get it from a pitcher, yes. And and we kind of have it with Scherzer. Well, but they have they have Verlander and Scherzer, like exactly, those exactly. guys. But if you those guys have five that, days and you're hurt all the time, it's going to be tough to lead. It's going to be tough for you to find it within yourself to lead because you're trying to figure yourself out. And just people are not going to really, you know, I mean, like how can you lead right now when you're in those guys' kind of situation? And I, I need a position guy. I need someone other than Tommy Pham, who I thought would come in and, and do some of that. And maybe he needs to knock somebody's head in, in, in that dugout. But, Sal, do you remember, what, March, April, I forget, when the winter sports playoffs started, and we were here talking about, oh, man, New York sports is back. How quickly? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it still uh, is. And, th- and thank you, as always, Hector, for the call. It still is. Remember where it was. How quickly we forget. I mean, remember where it was. You had the Knicks going on a run in the postseason. That never happens. You had all the winner teams in the postseason. That also never happens. Right? It hasn't happened in a very long time. You had the Giants going to the divisional round of the postseason. What? The Giants? And now you have Aaron Rodgers putting the Jets on the map nationally. Like The Jets are going to be one of the stories of the NFL and should be better. Think about where football I, – I think the, the three teams that make New York sports a big difference in their in its turnaround is the Jets, Giants, and the Knicks. Now, three teams of the, you know, whatever, eight is a lot, however many teams that, that we got here. Mets, Yankees are, are – you know, especially with the Mets with Cohen, they've become relevant. Yankees are always going to be there. Mets, Yanks, Jets, Giants, Knicks, Rangers, Devils, Islanders. You know, all the winter teams making the postseason was a big deal and exciting. But the Knicks, who have sucked for 20 years, them being good now, being in the postseason two out of the last three seasons, and this year going on a little, you know, winning actually, or I say go on a run, but winning a round was a big deal. And then the Giants and Jets being, you know, the Jets even in their bad year last year were somewhat respectable in comparison to other years, maybe respectable is not the right word, competitive, where they were non-competitive for so long. Last year, at least you saw some competition from them. And for the Giants to go on the run that they did, you you only expect these teams to continue to build on that. Jets should be much better than what they were a year ago. And the Giants may not be better as far as where they end up, but still with Dable there, with Daniel Jones, no, there's expectations now that the Giants should be a playoff team as well. Now, I understand what your point is. The baseball teams have disappointed. But still, I mean, even at this point on June 12th, and as ugly as it's been, both teams right now heading into the Subway Series tomorrow night, nine and a half games back, I still have to believe that there's no doubt both teams will be participating in the postseason. We know the Yankees are going to be. They always are. Will the Mets hold up their end of the bargain? If they don't, oh, man. I mean, if the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, it will go down as one of the biggest failures in the history of their pathetic franchise. 877, and I say that with love. 
We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Are you going to any of these Subway Series? I mean, we talk about the Subway Series, how, you know, no judge, no Alonzo, both teams nine and a half games back of first place, Mets way under 500, Yankees struggling a little bit. Are you going to any of these games, Fleegs? I know you have season tickets at City Field. What are your thoughts on Tuesday, Wednesday night? Definitely not going Tuesday. If I go to one, it will be Wednesday. Up in the air for many reasons, one of which is I don't know if I want to sit through this right now. Yeah, that's the problem. And you have good pitching matchups on paper. Severino versus, although Severino stunk. Severino versus Scherzer. I mean, well, hell, Scherzer stunk too. But Severino versus Scherzer and then Cole versus Verlander. So at least the pitching matchups are appealing, but everything else is not. John is calling from Robbinsville, New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you? Good, John. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm good, buddy. Hey, so I don't share your... uh, uh, I wouldn't call your you enthusiasm that you have, but I think there's no shot the Mets are making the playoffs this year. They've done, you know, they it just seems to be one of those years. You know, the team has never really bounced back from that, you know, punch in the gut in Atlanta and, you know, last year. And then obviously what happened in San Diego. And then with the Diaz injury, they just have seemed to, to never have started to get it going. And the, the truth is, it's getting late fast. They have 24 games right now but before the All-Star break. If they don't win 17 of them, Sal, I wouldn't do anything at the trade line, especially now you're starting to hear more of the buzz about Stearns coming in as the, the president of baseball operations. Is that laying the groundwork for a slow trade deadline and gearing people up to start thinking about next year. And, again, I agree with you. It's an utter disaster for a $300-plus-million-dollar payroll, but it just has the feel of one of those years. Yeah, I can understand that, and thank you for the call, John. I kind of said that after the Diaz injury. You can't have, at least the Mets can. I mean, I know the Braves could lose Ronald Acuna Jr. and go out there and win a World Series. The Mets cannot. You can't lose Edwin Diaz and, and think, oh, it's going to be our year. No. For it to be your year, everything has to go perfectly. That was the first sign, right, uh, like a slap in the face. Hey, knuckleheads, not so fast. Not this year. Not going to happen. However, by saying they're going to make the postseason is not saying anything great. It's basically, you better make the postseason. I mean, how could this team not make the playoffs with an expanded playoffs? An expanded postseason, they're going to be on the outside looking in? The Marlins going to make the playoffs? The Phillies? And look, maybe they don't. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't just take it for granted. And you look at the standings, it's not pretty, obviously. But I'd have to believe that they get a turnaround and make the postseason. And even that would not be an accomplishment. Not to me. I don't care if they... I mean, look, if they do, I'm not throwing a parade. But if they don't, it's going to get ugly. Brian is calling from Milwaukee, Oregon. I didn't even know there was such a place. Brian? Hey, good morning over there. You know, I know over here it's late, but in any case, I just, I don't know what to do about this ball club. I'm 
I'm about ready to lose my marbles. Do you follow me? Which um, one? <laughs> well, you look at, you know, tonight. Or I Which ball club? Forgive me. Um, but in any case, Nimmo doesn't do anything. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Alonzo's gone. Whatever. You know, these guys can't hit their way out of a paper bag. You know, and you've got a bullpen that's terrible. Uh, need I go on? I, it, it's just no. gone. No, you know, and thank you for the call, Brian. You don't need to go on. I appreciate you checking in. Look, it's not just the offense. Matter of fact, as we said you know, earlier in the show, it's really the starting pitching that has been a the main problem for this team. But obviously on a day where you get decent pitching, whether it is your starter, whether it is your bullpen on the rare day that that actually comes through, then they can't hit. Three hits, a solo homer by Jeff McNeil. That's it. Narvaez had two opportunities to change the game with a base hit, and he couldn't do it. Not getting it done with the runners in scoring position. Beatty also failed in a spot where he could get the job done you know, and, and try to tie the game in the end. Canna, same thing. But, I mean, ultimately, the Mets offense is not doing enough. And without Pete Alonso, you know, even with Alonso, Hard enough for this team to score runs. Without Alonzo, it's going to be a major issue. Lindor sinking further and further. We talk about Volpe hitting 186 or whatever it is for the Yanks. Well, Lindor is getting closer and closer to that 200. 216 now, and down we go. Three culprits for the Mets this year for their failures. Obviously, it's more than just the three. And we talked about Tyler McGill and David Peterson, and those guys have been a problem. Three biggest culprits without question. Lindor, Scherzer, Verlander. And for the Yankees, it's an easy, convenient excuse just to say the injuries. Well, they got to get Judge healthy. Oh, they got to get Bader healthy. It's more than that with that team, too. Guys are underperforming. Peraza needs to be up here now. They need to make a decision on LeMayhew, Torres long-term, Volpe moving him to second, potentially, or third. Yankees have got some issues, too, outside of the injury. Hey, can't wait for the Subway Series tomorrow night. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. We'll be back tomorrow morning filling in with Jerry for Boomer and Geo. So stay tuned for that. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. They got you coming up next. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.